Thank you, Mom, for always having my back, loving me unconditionally, and supporting me in everything I do. Thank you, Mom, for putting up with my craziness, always loving me no matter what, and taking care of me my whole life. I appreciate everything you do for me, and I love you, and I hope you have a great Mother's Day. Thank you, Mom, for working so hard every day and cooking and taking us wherever we need to go. Thanks, Mom, for always loving us and dealing with our crazy family. I'm thankful for my mom because she's so helpful and gives great advice. Happy Mother's Day, Mommy. I love you so much. I thank God every day that I have an amazing mother. I love you to the moon and back. Happy Mother's Day to the best man, Mamuma, in the whole entire world. I'm thankful to Jesus that he's given me someone so kind, loving, and smart for me to be able to consider, for me to be able to call her my mom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mom, for telling me what I need to hear, even when I don't want to hear it. Thank you for giving me advice, for supporting me, for laughing with me, and for crying with me. And most of all, thank you, Mom, for always telling me that you love me and that Jesus loves me just the way I am. Welcome to St. Andrew and to our virtual worship for the fifth week of Easter. And a happy Mother's Day to all the moms who are watching and worshiping with us today as we give thanks for our mothers in Christ and honor and remember them before the Lord today. May God bless you in your worship and in all of your life as we begin. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. By the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by his authority, I now declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing here in your presence, in a grace so relentless, I am one by perfect love. Wrapped within the arms of heaven, in a peace that lasts forever, sinking deep in mercy seat. Yours. All fear removed 
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, lead us by the inspiration of your Spirit to those things which are right, and by your goodness help us to do them. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? 
Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Hi everyone! Have you seen one of these before? This is called a road map. You probably haven't seen one, and your parents may not have seen one, but my parents definitely have. A road map shows a traveler the way and helps them on their journey. Not many people use a road map today because most of us have a GPS in their car or on their phone. Do you know what a GPS is? If you want to walk or drive somewhere, you just type in the address and the GPS will tell you where to go. It will give you step-by-step -step directions to get you to where you need to be. If you make a wrong turn, the GPS will recalculate. It will give you a new way to go so that you don't get lost. In the Bible, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In this moment, Jesus was explaining to his disciples that the way to get to heaven is through believing in him. If we have faith in Jesus, we will be with him in heaven one day. When I use my GPS, I don't completely understand how it works, but I trust it. I trust that it will get me to the place I need to be. It is the same way with God. We don't completely understand how he works, and we don't always know where he is going to lead us, but we can trust him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way to eternal life in heaven. He is also the way to finding joy, peace, and hope here on earth. His promises and his word are like a roadmap that show us the way on our journey with him. Jesus also gives us our mothers to show us the way. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. If you can, make sure you give your mom a big hug today and thank her for showing you the way. Let's fold our hands, bow our heads, and say a prayer to Jesus. Dear Jesus, thank you for being the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to have faith in you and trust in you, even if we don't fully understand you. Thank you for giving us our mothers. Bless them today, give them energy, and help them to feel your love. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. As I begin this morning, I want to take a brief moment to say to all the mothers and the aunts and grandmothers and any other motherly figure out there, uh, Happy Mother's Day. 
I know that I am so thankful and grateful for my mother and all the motherly figures that I've had in my life, and they've certainly been a big part of the young man I am today. And I also want to remind all of you who are not mothers to take some time and show some love to your mom today, uh, to the motherly figures in your life. If there's one thing that we've learned from this pandemic, it's how beautiful technology can work for us as a means of showing some love, whether it's a phone call or a video call using your phone or your computer, uh, whatever it might be. It doesn't need to be a grand gesture, but something as simple as calling and saying, I love you. I'm thankful for you. And so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Uh, And I also thought it would be fitting to start my message this morning by telling you something that I really admire about my mom. Uh, One of the things that I I admire about her is that she is caring. My mom cares. She cares about the big things and the small things. She cares about the large, great, exciting accomplishments, and she cares about when you reach your daily goals. She cares. And one of the ways that I know how much she cares is by the way I hear her tell stories. See, uh, you may have had the opportunity to have a conversation with my mom before, but If you haven't had the chance to hear her tell a story, well, you haven't really experienced the fullness of a conversation with her. See, most people, when they tell stories, uh, the stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I know plenty of people who like their stories to be short, sweet, and to the point. And honestly, my mom's stories, they too have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But the way in which you get there is not always as clear. Uh, You're going to know what the beginning, middle, and end of the story are, but you're also going to get some more details along the way. See, because my mom cares. She cares about the details. When she tells a story, she wants you to be invited into this fuller experience. She wants you to feel like you were there too. Now, this may mean that a five-minute story turns into a 20-minute novel. But hey, you're going to get a really good story about it. Uh, And as I laugh and think about the times when I've heard my mom tell stories, uh, I also remember when I tell her a story, she wants to know all the details. She asks me for them in the same way that when she tells a story, she tells me all of the details that are going on. And honestly, I think it's fair to say that we all like the details. We all like to get a fuller picture of what's going on. At the same time, we also have to admit that there are times in our lives when we're not going to get all the details. Even when we really want them, we're just not going to know. But take heart, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Know this, that even when you don't know all the details about what's going to happen in your life, you know this, Jesus is always with you and you can trust in him. So, uh, as I was reading through the text for today, uh, I came to realize that my mom is very much like the disciples in the way that they both like all of the details. They wanted more details. The disciples themselves always asked questions, seeking more from their life with Jesus. They wanted to know what and where and why things were happening. And it's interesting because we all know Jesus to be a great storyteller. (laughs) But I would argue that the disciples always wanted more details. They always wanted Jesus to tell them a little bit more about what's going to happen. Uh, If you'd look back in John chapter 13, just one chapter before our reading for today, Jesus tells the disciples about the disciple who's going to betray him, and he also tells the disciples, uh, specifically Peter, about when Peter is going to deny him. Now, unlike the other times when he uses metaphors or figures of speech, in this instance, Jesus is very straightforward. 
He tells them what is going to happen and doesn't give any more information, just that this thing is going to happen. And this, in fact, is what he does in John chapter 14 as the the story continues. Uh, Listen to how our text for today opens up. Beginning at verse 1, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? As Jesus starts off this text, he is telling the disciples not to be afraid, to take heart, that they should believe in God and believe also in Jesus. And then he tells them about the life that they're going to have, this place in his father's house that they're going to dwell with him. And that by knowing him, they know where they are going and then they know the way that they are going. Thomas just looks at Jesus and says, What are you talking about? How could we possibly know where we are going? And if we don't know where, how could we know the way to where we are going? Thomas wants more details. He wants Jesus to tell them specifically where they are going, so then maybe they can figure out the way to get there. Uh, But Thomas is not alone in requiring more details or asking them from Jesus. See, because just a few verses later, right after Jesus tells the disciples, If you know me, you will also know the Father. This is what Philip says. He says, Lord, just show us the Father and we will be satisfied. The disciples wanted more from Jesus. Uh, They wanted to know specifically what he was saying about where and and how things were going to happen. Uh, It's fair to say they wanted, you know, the five W's. Who, what, where, when, why, and maybe even how. They wanted the details from Jesus. They wanted more specific information. If they knew where they were going, maybe they could know the way or how to get there. They could plan ahead. And honestly, it's not like these are unreasonable things to ask. These aren't unreasonable details. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we've all found ourselves reading through a story in the Bible once or twice in our lives and wondered, but how did that happen? Or where in the world did that come from? How did we get here? I think it's fair to say that Much like the disciples, we too like details. And often, we want more details about what's going on. And this is not only true about stories that we hear, but in many and various ways in our lives. Uh, For example, uh, it's like the details when you're going on a trip. While spontaneous road trips can certainly be a lot of fun, um, I think there's something to be said about at least planning where you're going to spend the night. As someone who has ended up at a sketchy motel in the middle of the night on a road trip, uh, if there's one thing I wish I would have done, it's plan where I was going to stay. (laughs) And uh, think about the details when you are uh, picking out furniture for a room in your house or your apartment. The details of how the furniture is going to fit together and the colors and how it's going to match, they matter. The details are important. And honestly, there are even more serious times in our lives when we really care about the details. Like when thinking about a medical procedure. When you go and ask the doctor, 
what is this procedure going to do? Uh, how is it going to help me uh, be better? Or how am I going to recover from this? What's the success rate? And the list simply goes on and on. The details are important. And honestly, I think knowing the details, it can really give us a sense of comfort. Uh, the details can really allow us to feel like at least we know what should be happening. And, and honestly, it can give us a chance to think about what's happening and what's going to happen down the road. But as we're all experiencing right now, there will be times in our lives where we simply can't know all the details. In fact, uh, as many of us have experienced through this pandemic, there will be times when we don't really know any details at all. We only have the information that we've been given, and we have to live based on that. And not knowing the details can be frightening. It can be uh, somewhat of a, a scary experience because all we want to do is know more, and yet it seems like we just know less. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty when we don't know the details. There's a lot of questions that we want answered that simply won't get answered. That we don't have all the details, and so we know that the road ahead, it's going to be full of challenges and things that we can't simply expect. That the way forward is going to include some hardships and some difficult times that we simply can't be prepared for because we just really don't know all the details. And this can seem like a daunting task, as I'm sure it does for many of us right now. The way forward is not nearly as clear as we would like it to be. It doesn't have all the details that we want. But when the disciples wanted the details, or when they went to Jesus asking for more, or when they questioned what he was saying to them, rather than give them the details, rather than tell them the specifics, this is what Jesus says to the disciples, and this is what he says to me and to you. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. Jesus does not give them the details they wanted. Instead, he gives them something so much more. He speaks to them a promise that is absolutely better than any of the details that they could have imagined. Uh, I'm sure that they would have liked the details. Uh, sure, the details would have been nice. But rather than give them that, Jesus tells them so much more. Uh, instead of giving them just little bits and pieces, he gives them the whole thing. See, in John 13, Peter wanted to know where Jesus was going after he leaves the disciples. And then in our text for today, Thomas wants to know the way to where they're going and where are they going. And Philip wants to know what the Father looks like or if the Father can be revealed. Rather than give them any of those things, rather than answer the specific requests, Jesus says, don't worry. Believe in God and believe also in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you know me, you don't need to know any of the other details. Because if you know me, you know my Father. And knowing Jesus changes the disciples' lives. And honestly, knowing Jesus changes our lives too. Because even though we don't always know the details about our lives or what is to come, we know this. Jesus is always with us, and we can trust in him. 
And we know this because of the promise he makes to the disciples of what he says in John 14, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That you don't need to know all of the details because you have life with him. And a life with Jesus is so much better than a life without him. In fact, uh, kind of like Pastor Mark said last week, that Jesus is the good shepherd and he is leading us, his sheep. And when a shepherd leads his sheep, the shepherd knows where his sheep are going. He knows the way. When it comes to Jesus, our good shepherd, he does not just know the way. He literally is the way. He is the way to joy. He is the way to peace. He is the way to everlasting life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. This is a promise that he speaks to his disciples and he speaks to me and to you. And he invites us into a relationship with him in which we trust in him because he is always going to be there. And it gets even better because Jesus doesn't just speak this promise, but he lives out what it means to be the way, the truth, and the life. Because being the way is not an easy thing to do. Uh, See, uh, Jesus knew all the details about what it meant to be the way, and yet he still went down that road. The road that was full of hatred and violence, slander, and ultimately the road that led to his death on a cross. That's what it meant for Jesus to be the way. And yet that is exactly what he did. He died on the cross and three days later he rose from the dead. And in this experience that is how Jesus makes a way for me and you to life everlasting with him. Jesus is the one who makes a way because he is the way. You know, there's a, there's a popular Christian song out right now. Uh, it's called Waymaker. And this morning, I just wanted to share the chorus lyrics with you. Uh, it goes like this. You are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Church, that is who Jesus is. He is the Waymaker. He is the one who makes a way for us to life everlasting. He is the one who works miracles when it seems like nothing else can happen. He is the one who has made and kept promises for generation upon generation. He is the light that shines in the darkness. That is who Jesus is. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Even when we don't know all the details in our lives, even when we want to know more details and we simply can't, this is what we do know. That Jesus is the way maker. That by giving up his life, he made a way for us. He is leading us and guiding us always. That his promise to us, just as he says, is that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And together, we have life with him forever and ever. Church, Jesus is always with us, and we can always trust in him. He is indeed the way, the truth, 
and the life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God has made us his people through our baptism in Christ Jesus, living together in trust and in hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before the Lord seeking his mercy and with his confidence and grace be sufficient by his love in all our needs. Everlasting God, bless your church and all congregations now separated by threat of illness that we may be fully united in Christ. Bring your compassion upon the sick, those in need and all who care for them with patience and strength. Use us to turn back the pandemic across this globe and give us relief. Let your wisdom and spirit reign supreme over leaders who lack unity over what is good and right and safe for your people. 
and hear us on behalf of all those who we lift up to you in the petitions of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you have established the home and bless those who show us your love. Receive our thanks and bless all mothers, those who provide mothering love and the children in their care. Bless all families and make their homes places of grace where your word is spoken, forgiveness reigns and love is displayed. Give us good examples to inspire children of every age to all that is good and pure and to seek after these things for your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have given us the wisdom of faith that through the Spirit we might know your Son to be the way, the truth, and the life. Preserve those in isolation from idleness, and instead let our minds be renewed in Scripture and prayer every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father of an eternal mercy, you have raised up witnesses in every age and blessed us with those who endured suffering and death in faithfulness to Christ. We give you thanks for these faithful saints, including those whom you have welcomed into your nearer presence, and we pray you to make us strong, that at length we may be brought with them into the joy of your presence and the glory of everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We praise you, God, for your goodness in hearing our prayers and all the petitions of your people and for granting us confidence to approach your throne of mercy. Hear us now in the name and for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we are bold to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.